this week's episode of the Coach V Show, where we're going to be featuring one of Idaho's finest entrepreneurs and now success coach and national keynote speaker, Brother Isaac Naylor, who's going to give us this message that amongst all these things that he's going to be talking about, which is super valuable, break out your pencil and notes and get ready to go, is love and accept one another. This is what I think about that whole phrase that is going to be his key theme and life lesson and wisdom that he wants to share to the world is love and accept one another is that you and I love and accept ourselves. Don't start to subscribe to our haters, the critics, the naysayers, and including most importantly, our own self-doubt that we live forward according to what it is that what we want to achieve in life, leadership, and business. Live with the consequences of that commitment, the action, that discipline, and then adjust from there and keep going until you win. That's my message for right now. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Coach B Show's feature powered by Island City, a brother Isaac Naylor, and now a word from our sponsor. Souls is more than just for saving your floors. It also prevents heel bruises and pains from unbalanced cleats. Hi, my name is Daniel Bruckner. I'm a private practice uh, pediatrician here in Southern California, as well as the chair of pediatrics at um, uh, Providence Cedar sinai Tarzana Hospital and a good friend of Wendy's and also the pediatrician of her children. And I'd like to uh, take this time to support her product, Souls. Um, I think it's an amazing product that will benefit children greatly. And uh, every day we see kids come from soccer practice, things like that. They don't want to uh, take off their cleats, so they come in and, and I've seen uh, accidents, I've seen sprained ankles, I've seen hurt heels, and I think that this Souls product will really uh, help uh, prevent those from happening, uh, not only as a pediatrician, but also as a consumer. I can't wait to get the product for myself and for my children. I think it's something that should be owned by every athlete across the country, and um, I really hope that uh, everyone goes and buys it and enjoys it. Thank you. Souls will have memory foam and TPE mesh that will wrap around the cleats. After showing my product to my professional friends, I realized one thing. This isn't a product people want, it's a product people need. Souls, taking you from the cleats to the streets. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your Hollywood radio show for personal development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life, offering for your consideration, success frameworks, behavioral models, and life lessons that if you should see value in them, that you subscribe like everything else. You got to subscribe and then deploy it all over your life, leadership, and business. Today here on Island City where the beach meets the streets, we are so excited to feature from the 208 Treasure Valley, Idaho stand-up, it is your Idaho brother, Brother Isaac Naylor, who is a keynote speaker, empowerment coach, football coach, and husband, and father of three. Born and raised in the 208 Boise, Idaho area, where he currently resides, and been married for 16, 16 years and coaching in some sort of capacity for 22 years. He is part of an entrepreneurial family and serving the community for over uh, eight years. Also licensed mortgage lender in 42 states and research and development consultant for all of the U.S. graduated cum cloud from Boise State and cum laude with a degree in liberal arts with a writing emphasis. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your boy, Brother Isaac Naylor. Isaac, welcome to the Coach V Show, brother. How are you? Oh, Coach V, I'm, I'm so blessed. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here on your show today. Uh, straight from the 208. Yeah, it's hot here today. I don't know where it is where you guys are. But we're going to be over 100 degrees, so it's hot here in the 208. So it's uh, it's all good though, because we just keep grinding. We just keep working towards being that life champion and and creating champions here in the valley and all across the United States. So I I alluded to your story uh, a little bit, and, and just know that we feel honored, and we are so grateful for the time that you're taking. Um, I know the network of brothers and 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 the the ladies 
and queens that you roll with there in Idaho. And it is a very highly valued network and people that you would take the time uh, for an hour to talk shop with your boy, Coach V, out of Dash Hollywood Radio Studios, powered by Island City. So talk about your, your, your entire, how you would say, V, this is my genesis point. What is that for you, Brother Isaac? Man, if it was one thing, I would say love, Coach. Right. You need more love. And so for me, I try to love everybody and and show love and make the extraordinary ordinary and just be kind right like how I want people to be to my grandma if she was still here or to my mom uh and I think I get that probably from my dad you know he wasn't my real father but he's my dad you know ever since I was a half and uh our family has been servicing this valley helping people in some way, capacity, a form or another for uh, over eight decades. So it, it's a real honor and pleasure to be here. I'm a third generation Idahoan and I don't know, there's just a certain lifestyle and a certain way that you treat people when I grew up and it was just the Idaho way. So uh, for me, it's just, it has to, if I was to break it down to one word, it's love. Yeah. And, and, and explain that and explain your history when you say, you know, eight decades that the family has been in the 208 and in the Treasure Valley. Explain what that means to you and, and how being rooted in, in the, you know, Martha and I have been there. Susan Mello was born in the Treasure Valley um, during my time there in Boise. And I know how special it is. But from your words and perspective, talk about that. Yeah, you know, for me, the nailer name in this valley has always carried a lot of weight so my dad he was uh, killed in his race car in bakersfield california 30 years ago this october mm. i was just a, a young man 19 had moved out of the house right after i graduated high school i got in a car wreck so it prevented me from playing college football uh and then when i got healthy the next year my dad died moved back in the house to take care of my mom and the three businesses we had. And so it all started back with my grandpa and my uncles back, you know, back in the fifties. They had the airport Chevron where people used to get their cars worked on and they would come in and they would get new tires and they would get their tires patched and get their oil changed and fix their water pumps. And, you know, all those types of things, just servicing the peoples in the Valley and then we had tow truck companies. So in the middle of the night when, you know, back in the day, there used to be a paper boy. I don't think they have a paper boy anymore. But back in the day, you know, when the paper boy stuck in the borrow pit in the middle of winter at three in the morning, we're getting out of bed and we're getting in the tow truck and we're going to get those people. So to me, it just really has always been about serving the community, right? My dad would get mm. up in the night and get in a tow truck and go help. Or the little old ladies that used to live behind the station would call and literally they, you, you see the, you know, the life alert commercials of I fall and I can't get up, but they're seriously, those were real life situations for me growing up. I remember we used to live out in North Eagle uh, when we, not when we first bought the station, but later in life. And he would travel all the way into Boise from the foothills to go help a little old lady right by the station, you know, get up because she had fallen down or something like that. So, man, he was just such a special, special man and my grandfather. And uh, so we've always been servicing this community to this day. My, uh, my cousin still runs the tow truck company and they do long haul stuff. And I'll tell you, anybody listening, he'd sell it all for the right price. If you come in right, give you the same phone number, the yard, the lot, everything, all of it. But, uh, you know, it's it's really been a 24-7, 365 day a year thing to try and uphold that Naylor last name that the generations before me, my dad and my uncle and my grandpa and his brothers have built throughout this valley. So for me, you know, I kind of got away from all of that. Back in, uh, I want to say 1998 or so, I think we sold out all the businesses that we had. Because, again, I'm a 19-year-old 
young man trying to figure out what to do in life. And I moved back in to take care of the mom and sisters and three businesses. It wasn't my life journey, but I learned so much about just caring and loving and genuinely being concerned for helping other people to the point it kind of drives my wife Burma a little mad she's like honey sometimes you have to say no you have to learn how to mm. say no. and I do I promise I say no more often now than I ever used to but it just was something that was ingrained to service the community and help and love and care and just try to make it better you know John Wooden one of the greatest coaches of all time in any sport, any industry, that's a whole nother podcast we could have. But uh, I really try to leave things better than I found it. I try to teach that to my kids that I coach, you know, I've been coaching football in some sort of capacity since 2001. Wow. Thank you, Joey Petrie. If you're listening, the first person that ever gave me a shot to, uh, to coach football. And then, man, I, went coaching football with uh, one of my old high school coaches. He never even coached me in my position. He was our O-line coach. He had a small sip of cuff, uh, small sip of coffee in the NFL. I think he made it to the last cut like two or three times with the Raiders and the Cowboys. And man, I just loved him, his energy and his, wow, the way he just cared for the kids and mentored and showed the kids. I just always looked up to him. So even after I got out of high school, I always had this passion for football, man. Football is life. They used to have a thing in the eighties. Football is life. Oh my gosh. Once football hit my life, it was just, that's it. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, you know how it is, right? So the game of football teaches so many lessons about life that we can learn about leadership and communication and accountability and acceptance and doing your job and just, all these things that we can learn overcoming adversity and and how to play with passion and play with an edge just like you need to have in football but still be kind and respectful we mm. love we respect our opponent we don't have to like them right but we still got to love and respect them as fellow human beings on this only planet in the whole vast universe that we know a universe that has more stars than grains of sand on the earth. Than mm. grains of sand on this earth. And we get this once in a lifetime human journey on this only planet. And the James telescope, the James Webb telescope, the pictures and stuff it's bringing back. Unbelievable. Galaxies 13.8 billion years away. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, right. Coach, it's it's like, oh my gosh, we're literally Horton here's a who. We're literally Horton here's a who. And so, man, I just have such a gratitude for life and the ability to to be with people and make a difference and just try to be more loving and accepting and, and mentor and I have you know two young kids now still. And uh man, just try to show them that, that we're all just on this human journey together on this planet with the eight or nine billion people. And it's so special to have it that we just need to really cherish it. So that is in the long and short of it. When I say love and my story and where we come from here, you know, that that's what I'm about. And that's what I mean. And that's just the message that I'm trying to live every day. And some days are harder than others because there's a lot of negativity in this world. And I'm a guy that doesn't watch any news. I literally don't watch the news. I see some of the little headlines, but I don't even click on them. So we I've had many passionate discussions with uh, some of my friends about this. And they, they continue to tell me how I can't be informed and can't know. And I'm telling you, the news, in my humble opinion is nothing but negative propaganda just meant to keep us living in fear because they only put negativity out here. And that's why it's such a blessing to be on your podcast where we're helping people level up in life, leadership and business. We're spreading positivity. We're spreading love and we're just making it a better place and hopefully giving people an outlet to escape from all of that other white noise that's outside of uh our lives that's constantly trying to push us down. Right. 
I love that. Let, let, let's talk life lessons. And you were talking about uh, entrepreneurial business family that's deeply rooted in the Idaho 208 um, uh, scene, city, fabric, right, of the 208. Let's start with some life lessons from that. What's the life lesson of, of family, ownership, business, community servitude? Talk about that. Well, I'll tell you, man, I, I got to go all back to my dad again. Now, I don't want to discount my real father. I learned a lot of things of what not to do from him. Uh, he wasn't a big part of my life. And I was just so special that my dad came into my life at the time that he did for me and my mom. And he just accepted me as his son. People would not have known that I was his stepson or he was my stepdad if we hadn't told him. So, man. I learned a lot from him and from his family. And there's a lot of family dynamics in everybody's family. There are. And man, I'm so blessed and have had so much. But there was some not always positive stuff that came from his family. So it just made him a unique, special individual. So he was just so loving and caring and compassionate. Man, I miss him too. But uh, so I just try to live that every day. Yes, sir. And I have a stepson, and he's just like my boy. And my goodness, we've had, you know, Easter and Thanksgiving and all kinds of stuff with his real dad and his stepmom. And I years ago, when his real dad was starting a business and he needed help, I had no experience. But I'm like, I can help. I'm a laborer. So just to me, that family is acceptance, and it doesn't have to be blood. It mm. What that means, so. Uh, I love that. And then yeah. what about from the business side? What's a life lesson growing up entrepreneurial? And thanks for sharing your passion. Yeah. You know, Coach V loves to, to cry about some good stuff. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I love I love that you're sharing tears on that. Share also, please, if you will, uh, Brother Naylor, about, you know, the business side of it. Man. Yeah, well, hey. That's real life. And I'm, I'm a real life guy and I'm very transparent and true and I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And I think that's what uh, gives me the daily gratitude and the appreciation we were talking about earlier of this special human journey that we have here on this planet Earth. So anyway, yeah, life and business. I'll tell you what, business is work. Coach, it comes down to one word, work. My buddy, Joe McKittish, Do Work University. It's called Do Work University for a reason. It's work. And when you have a tow truck company or you have a mini mart and it's 24 7, 365, and that graveyard guy doesn't show up, two thumbs point at this guy, got to go in, work the graveyard, then work my regular stuff right so to me it's work man it's nose to the grindstone so if you want to be successful you got to go to work you got to know what work to do so to me the life lesson from business is it's work but you got to know what work to do and I'll, i'm gonna put it related to football because i have so much passion for football and the lessons that we learn from football it's game planning you got to plan it out you got to plan it from the end backwards reverse engineer it if you want to win, that's the ultimate outcome. Whatever winning means to you in life, whether that's success in, in life, leadership, business, money, spirituality, family, whatever the deal might be, because success is defined by each individual and what it means to them, right? But if you want to be successful in business, that to me is a business that's making a profit bottom line over and over and over. And that Chevron station, I'll tell you, I'm a big believer in energy and the powers that be, whatever you want to call them, God, which, by the way, God is love, okay? My favorite four-letter word, love. And 
uh, or whether that's spirit or source or whatever you want to call it, it works in mysterious ways. And my dad always put this thing out there. He didn't want me to be a Chevron lifer because growing up, I thought we had the life. My dad was a race car driver. I mean, he was a local celebrity in 1992 when he died. There was over 2000 people at his funeral, right? Like 30 years later, my wife's in the store. Oh, you know, Tom Naylor. Oh my gosh. Right. So, uh, it's the work that you got to put in it and the dedication. And my view is this success is whatever you believe success is and what you make it. And if the bottom line is to make money, okay. How much money is it to be successful? And what do you need in order to make that money, right? If you own a brick and mortar store, you're going to have to have some employees because unless you want to be there for every single shift and be married to it, trust me, I've been there. I've done that. It sucks. It sucks. Uh, then you got to have employees. You got to have this. You got to have the business name, the location. There's all these different things. So looping back to the game of football, it's like a game plan for football. If we're going up against Mountain View, which is our probably biggest rival, I would say, and they just built a new school, Hawaii, and they took a bunch of our kids, so there's a rivalry there, right? Um, you got a game plan. So you've got to study your opponent. You've got to study your own team. You've got to know your strengths, your weaknesses. You've got to look at it from the other perspective. That's what I think. If Okay, if I look at our film... How do they attack us? Because I, when I look at their film, I'm trying to say, okay, how do I attack them? And it's really just a game of chess. And business and success is all the same thing. You got to go to work. You got to know what work to do. So on the football field, we know what work to do. We've got to do the drills. Now, we've refined the process over years and years and years of doing it over and over. And you can translate this straight to life. Straight to life. It all translates. As a matter of fact, I think you could say any team sports translates because we all got to have teamwork. We've all got to have communication. We've all got to have a game plan. The Colorado Avalanche, Stanley Cup champions, whoop, 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 right? They had to have a game plan to go in against the Tampa Bay Lightning who were going to their third for their third straight Stanley Cup final. They had to scout their opponent. They had to put a plan together. They had to come out, and they had to attack it, and they had to go all in, no holds barred. And they do that through studying, through whether it's life knowledge acquisition, business knowledge acquisition. There's different aspects in life, leadership, and business that we can break down, put a game plan, reverse engineer it, and go to work. And I'll tell you right now, most everybody's work, especially for the self-employed entrepreneurial person, it starts with your telephone and making phone calls and telling people what you're doing. People that know, like, and trust you. I mean, there's that's what you have to do. And then you have to ask for the business, ask for the support, because trust me, if they know you, they like you, and they trust you, they want to help you. They want to support you. It's an innate human thing that we have that we want to do is help others. Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. I just want to help others. And I know when somebody calls up, I had a gal call me yesterday. She's adopted a young man who's a pretty good football player, good athlete, and he has been victim of racism, and which is really sad. And they want to get him out of that school, move him to a local school. She says, hey, you know, can you introduce me to the head coach, brand new head coach at Capitol? So I said, this is what the protocol would be. You need to reach out to the coach, tell them the situation, set up a meeting. The coach will open, welcome you with open arms. You start the transfer process. You do this. Now I took it one step further because I'm always trying to make the extraordinary ordinary. I don't like the phrase practice random acts of kindness. No, that's hogwash. Just make kindness natural. Just make it your everyday thing. Hold the door open for somebody. It's not hard. Buy somebody's cup of coffee. It's five bucks. Like, I don't know. So anyway, I said, hey, I got the perfect kid for you. And I met this kid at the Boise State football camp for about 15 years. I was, and this is how we met, Coach, is I was a guest 
walk-on coach for their high school and youth football camp. And so we, I saw this one kid, and I was actually there with Rocky. The NCAA put a rule into effect that you can't be a guest coach at the college and that if you are, that college can't recruit at your school for two years. So I've just been going to my school for, you know, however many years now. But I saw this kid, and he just had the biggest, brightest smile and the just energy and aura around him. And I was just like, holy cow. And my wife was like, oh, my gosh, look at that kid. Now, he was yoked. All right. Let me tell you, he was yoked. That's probably why she was saying look at him. But uh, he looked like a man-child coach. Anyway, this kid was straight from the ghetto in Vegas, and some of his kids from a hobby high school had come up, and man, we made such a great relationship, and his brother was a super good football player, had it all there, but they were in the ghetto, and he got caught up with the gang banging and stuff like that, and uh, Ty Flanagan, he pulled himself out of the ghetto, got himself a full-ride scholarship to Idaho State University, now he's got a thing here where he's coaching kids and helping young kids young kids like 10 like my boy's age and older and uh so anyway i said you got to meet ty flanagan and i i did a text message i introduced him and then i called ty flanagan and i sent him each the v card or their virtual card so they could have their information because i know ty flanagan can help this young man and make a difference in his life and we're going to make a difference in his life together so anyway coach that's uh that i mean that's it just it's just Man, try to make the world a better place. I like that. So so talk us through how this whole awareness and enlightenment empowerment came about in terms of let's go now to like high school. And then talk us through like the life lessons of, of high school only that led you to where you are today. So high school, I loved high school, coach. I loved it, man. And you hear people that, oh, high school is terrible. I'm like, what do you mean? This is, these are like the days. These are the days of our lives right here. High school was great for me. Didn't mean there wasn't bullying. Didn't mean there wasn't whatever. And for me to go play the high school football that I played, that was against all of the kids that I played against growing up because we lived on basically the south side of town out on Lake Hazel, out five mile way out there. Okay. And so I was going to be a Meridian high school kid going to Lake Hazel. Well, then we move in my seventh grade year out to North Eagle, beautiful homes, got five acres, a barn, a shop. Oh, it's beautiful. And uh, looked out over the valley, you could see the Hawaii's, see the, oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. And that put me in junior high with kids that I had grown up. Literally, I was played on Meridian Gold. They were Meridian Blue. Biggest rival. Grant Truck Stop, which doesn't exist anymore. Biggest rival, right? Buttries. And now I'm playing against with all these kids. So I had to learn how to make what was once my opponent hated rival, because I'm very passionate, if you can't tell. My teammate, that coach, going to high school. So I thought junior high was going to be okay because I was going to get to go back to Meridian High School, be back with my old teammates. Oh, no, of course not. They built a new high school. So now I got to go to school with my other most hated rival, Lil Scott Junior High, because I was Meridian. They were Lil Scott. Didn't let, oh, my gosh. So I had to learn how to go in and be my true self and learn how to, and this is where I think it comes back to respecting and loving your opponents, where I talked earlier. And I didn't know that when I was young. And we're still learning every day. And so it was something that I had to learn to go in and basically kind of, and the guys that I hung out with in junior high, they weren't athletes. They were musicians because, you know, I played the sax and I played the guitar. Well, I don't know about the guitar, but I played the bass guitar and some different things, you know. So I kind of ran around with a different crew. And so I just really had to learn how to make friends, how to make myself so people will accept me for who I am, my true self. If your true self is something I try and teach my kids. And my wife says to me, why can't you coach our kids? So, honey, trust me, I'm working my butt off to coach the kids. I can coach anybody on the planet other than my wife and kids. I can't explain <laughs> it, but that's, 
I said, my wife wanted to learn how to fly fish. I bought her a gift certificate to Idaho Angler and said, happy anniversary or happy something. I don't know. Happy Valentine's Day. Go take a class, right? Um, so it's something that I really have tried to, to live and, and live by and coach is try to be your true self. And I really don't care if the other people don't like it. Mm. I don't say that again, Coach Naylor. Say that again. Be your true self. And maybe saying I don't care is a little harsh. But what other people think about my true self, I am not concerned with. Because listen, I got enough of my own stuff going on in life. You know, enough stuff going on in here. Enough stuff going on out there. And I got two little kids. They're 10 and 12, and they're only that age once. And then you see the pictures from the past, and oh, my gosh. Before you know it, we're going to be kicking them out of the nest. But they can live there as long as they want. So, you know, my kids, I'm good with them living as long as they want. But it's uh, be your true self. Because ultimately, if you're your true self, you're, you're going to attract others that are like-minded that accept you and love you for who you are. And then you don't have to live this BS facade and lie and all these embellishments. Just be your true self. Mm -hmm. If you make a mistake, own it. Right. Cause the eye in the sky don't lie. And you watch in the film and when you're looking at the man or the woman in the mirror and you're doing the self-reflection, am I where I want to be at in life? Am I, where I want to be at in leadership and business as a mother, as a father, as a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, whatever it might be. If not, there's only two thumbs pointing at the person in the mirror responsible for the outcome. I had a meeting this morning. We have a little mastermind group. And uh, there was a guy in another meeting yesterday that this fellow that was in our group and he's a very positive person he's owned five businesses he's done all kinds of stuff he's really good fellow really sharp and the fella in his group was saying nothing ever works never going to be successful negative 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 and sterling was trying to pump him up and he got some negative feedback from that. So, you know, that's too bad because trying to encourage somebody and elevate and lift somebody up, I think that's what one of our goals would be. That's all part of love. Elevate others. Put their needs in front of you, right? But it is a self-fulfilled proverb, coach. If you say, I'm never going to be successful. Nothing I try ever works never good enough for me i don't deserve it guess what you're right and you're living that life so congratulations now you understand the power of manifestation so let's get a positive mental attitude turn that frown upside down and start making it happen because only the person in the mirror has the power to do it mm. It actually starts with, with the little voice that we live with more than anybody in our entire life. It's a little voice in our head. And a lot of times we have this negative self-talk. I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. This doesn't work. That, 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 that Enough. Because nothing good ever came out of being negative. And what we say in football all the time, iron sharpens iron. So stop watching the news. Get the negativity out. Put something positive in. Listen to Coach B's podcast for the love of Peter, Paul, and Mary. Let's get some love going around and let's make it happen because you, we are all living our own self-fulfilled prophecies of whatever that inner talk is and whatever we say, think, feel, and do. So the first step, is to put something positive. And I have a guy that I consider to be my brother. We've known each other since we were five years old. He knocks on the door. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Do you want to play? He said it to my mom. She's like, nope, but I got a kid that wants to. And 
man, we are brothers. Okay. We have my mom and I, you want to go back to family? We're family. He was living with his brother, with his kids, somewhere in Oregon, Salem, Oregon. We packed up the four horse trailer, empty, and the dually. We haul out to Salem, go pick him and the boys up, all every belonging they have, and bring them back. That's family, right? That's serving others. So we're brothers, and he has been pretty down, and he just put his dog down and this, that, and the other. So I told him, there's a couple things you can do. And understand, my these ideas, none of this is me, all right? This is all stuff that I've read, that I've heard, that I've, that I've invested into myself. But I said, buddy, and this came from a Jay Shetty, think like a monk. When you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed, three things you're grateful for. Whatever that is, you're grateful for a roof over your head, food in your belly, and the fact that you can still walk, whatever. Just three things to find gratitude. And anytime there's self-negativity talk, you catch yourself and you say those three things of gratitude. Mm. We have to change that inner dialogue. And it starts with being positive and an attitude of gratitude. And that's all part of your success coaching module, right? Is, is the power of gratitude. So if we can do that, and then there's one other thing, and this is, again, not my thing, but write yourself a congratulatory card for a year down the road. So for me, a year down the road, Whatever that congratulatory is, okay, I want it to be X amount of coaching clients and X amount of weekly cohorts and whatever the case may be, X amount of dollars for my lending business and I have that team running that and X amount of dollars for this, right? Because entrepreneurial. My main thing, though, is helping people with their mindset. So I'm going to start on my website. Uh, I'm going to have a little Monday motivational thing. I'm going to go film all 52 of them. And then put it up there, schedule it to go out so I can automate the task because that's part of empowerment is automating tasks, right? So it's putting putting the coaching and the stuff into use and knowing what to do. And so to be positive, we have to start with that inner dialogue. And the best way to do that, in my humble opinion, is three things you're grateful for every day. And anytime you get negative, you say those three things grateful. And if you're married, say it to your spouse. If you have children, say it to your children. And then we create that positive love vibration that vibrates up here as opposed to negativity, which vibrates down here and doesn't feel good. And that all comes back into, you know, manifestation and everything. But those are kind of some of the things that I learned in high school is how to be your true self, to make friends and, and be okay with having true friends that accept you for who the real you is. I love that. That's phenomenal. I love the Jay Shetty stuff too, right? Perspective, gratitude, and how powerful gratitude can be. Let's go to life lessons. Thank you for sharing that, Isaac. That's that's powerful, phenomenal, fundamental, and everyone can access and do those things. So I love that stuff. Talk about what you learned after high school, becoming an adult, college years, professional years, please. We've already kind of touched on that. So right yeah, after. But specifically now. It, it, yeah, from those times. Man, I, I was a bit of a wild child, you know. I, I was. A bit? Like, Just yeah. a bit? <laughs> a bit. <laughs> and boy, it really took me a long time after high school i feel like i'm still learning so i i was gonna go walk on at boise state i had some chatter with u of i and wazoo had my dimensions wrong so they thought i was some samoan dude that was like 300 pounds going out of high school and i was not uh so i just thought you know the easiest thing for me i think i'm just gonna walk on here at boise state back then and skip hall was the coach i mean this is a long time ago right and uh Man, my buddy was going away to the military, and so we stayed up partying that night before I fell asleep driving. Oh, my gosh, knocked a bunch of teeth out. Should have died. Didn't die. Wasn't my time, thank goodness. And, uh, man, that was a real reality check for me that, man, I'm not invincible. Mm -hmm. And 
being careless hurts. Mm. Hurts. Now that doesn't mean I haven't jacked my body up and injured myself because I'm hard on my body. I am hard on my body. And uh, hold on just a second here, coach. I have uh, a bus that just pulled up outside of where I'm at. (laughs) Hey, that's real time, real life stuff going on there. But uh, not invincible. And then the following year, I was kind of lost. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to college. I was a terrible student. Just wanted to party, hang out. I thought I was going to be a cheerleader because I had a buddy that was a cheerleader. And I still wanted to be associated with the sports and the football, but I couldn't do it because I was jacked up. Then the following year, my dad dies. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, I really had to grow up fast. So I had to learn a lot about inequality, I would say, because being a young 19-year-old Italian-Spanish man and my mom being a widow woman back in the early 90s, I mean, the life, life was just different. People I didn't really think wanted to see us succeed that much. And so I really had to learn the art of sales really, because I had to put a game plan together. And this was before I was even, you know, a coach, but we had to put a game plan together being a business plan because we were going to tear down the service base station that had been there since we owned it on April 1st, 1978. And uh, we were going to tear that down and build a brand new mini mart. Cause this was when like mini marts back in the day, you didn't used to have, I don't know if you guys have circle K's or seven 11s, whatever you got down there. Nowadays, coach, we got Jackson's food stores, which is Shells and Chevrons or something. And we got some stinkers, Sinclair. Stinkers. Yeah, the green back, back in the day, that wasn't the norm. Right. Because right? I grew up in that service base station, changing the people's tires, pumping their gas, checking their oils, their windshield wipers, their fan belts, their radiator hoses, all that stuff, taking care of them, making sure they were safe on the road. And so we were going to live out my dad's dream because he wanted to build the Mini Mart. And, uh, man, we had to go find financial backing for that. And we had to put a plan together. And this 19-year-old kid and this 37-year-old woman that have no business experience are going to go do this. And so we reached out to a couple of people that we trusted. And and they really went to bat for us. And and we put a game plan together and went to several different banking institutions and found one that, that would accept us. And. And uh, back then, we took out a, a loan for $1.1 million back in the 90s. Wow. Right, right. And we we, re, we tore it down. I remember watching them just tear that down and went down in seconds. And uh, in the meantime, we still maintained our tow truck, our, our mechanic shop, and our emission testing, our smog testing. Right. So we had those three businesses going while we're rebuilding the station. So I really had to learn. A, how to be able to overcome the objections from the people in the business world from a 19-year-old Hispanic Latino man and a 37-year-old woman going to come into the, this is a man's world, good old boy's business, right? So I really had to learn the art of sales and how to listen to others and see what their either pain points or pleasure points was, right? Because in sales, people are either going to, Buy for one or two reasons, right? Buy towards pleasure, buy away from pain. So I really had to learn a lot of that and the art of negotiating at a younger age, right? And then being a business owner, because it's me and my mom, and our world has just been devastated, literally devastated. And I got two sisters, one's dropping out of high school, the other's like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. And uh, I can just remember just being like, all right, mom, I got this. I got this. I'm going to believe in the powers that be, and I got this. And in the whole time, we had been searching kind of for answers as to like, okay, like, not why, but answers of how to fulfill this empty hole and how to reconnect with source and just how to have the tools to cope with the rest of our lives learning 
that like dad's not coming back he's not coming back ever no matter what and learning how to get through that and go through the grief process and then becoming stronger out the other side and being a better man i wouldn't change it for the world i miss the hell out of him he would be such an amazing grandpa but uh Man, if he was here, I wouldn't be the man I was today because I was forced to grow at an accelerated rate in that business world, right? Really something that people maybe in their mid to late 20s are doing, and I'm doing it at 19. And mm -hmm. coach, I just wanted to chase girls and party, man. You know what I mean? I just like that's what I was thinking back then. I did get a degree. But uh, so I really had to learn those things and, and to be able to, right, service base station that we're tearing down, rebuilding, three emission testing vans, a tow truck company, not to the capacity that my grandpa had, but we were still in the rotation, and then a service base shop. All four of those things. I'm in charge of, I'm the chief financial officer. I'm the chief executive officer. I'm the everything because mom's at home, Right. And I just remember telling her, mom, I got this. And then we were introduced to this amazing uh, institution called the Avalon Psychic Institution. And they taught us how to meditate, how to visualize, how to reopen our, our psychic and, and spiritual selves. And man, between that and fly fishing with a guy that, was on my dad's pit crew on my uncle's pit crew who also died in a race car and then on my grandpa's pit crew he he kind of taught me some things and and showed me just kind of how to be uh how to be a good person like, not that my dad didn't but how to kind of polish the diamond that was in the rough i guess mm. so uh, for me, it was really just learning to, to to mature and and get in that business world at a very early age and overcome the adversity of people not wanting us to succeed. And then you know we ended up selling that station uh, to a guy, and you know we sold the emission vans and we liquidated. And uh, man, I moved up to McCall for a couple of years, where I drove tow truck for a while, and then I got into framing and just you know talk about work ethic and having to go and caring about your work and some and gratification and satisfaction said being satisfied when you take a bare foundation and you build it up into a house and the whole process and how that works and man i did that for a lot of years i love it i, I still do it to this day helping people i still do it at home but uh, that driving tow truck up there in mccall and I was up there for the millennium when it changed, right? Just in case Y2K and all the world shut down, I wanted to be up in the mountains because I love the mountains. And, uh, uh, you know, in case we go back to 1900. But anyway, this man, Joey Petrie, he had rolled his truck. And me and the guy that, that was I was working for, my mom was dating him for a while. He's a family friend and stuff. Still is a family friend. And we went out and got Joey Petrie's truck and rolled over and boy as soon as he got in the truck we started talking about football next thing you know he's sending me these bill williams vhs bill williams tapes and i live by myself up there so i'm just putting the bill williams tapes in there and i'm eating it up coach i'm taking notes i still i, I bet you i could still find the original yellow pad notes that i took on like the pendulum punch and stuff like but joey wow. gave me the first opportunity to coach and I thought I was going to live in McCall forever and just coach football up there and get my degree and be a teacher. And that's what I thought I was going to do because I just love coaching and helping and making a positive impact on people's lives. And you can take those young men and teach them life lessons about through the game of football and setting goals and just visualization and working, reverse engineering and all this stuff that it takes to be successful. And again, whatever that, word successful means to you because you got to have a definition of success before you know what success is you have to know what it looks like before you can obtain it because if you don't look like it it could be like that bruce almighty show 
for Bruce Almighty saying, God, please show me a sign. And there's this big work truck with all these caution signs flashing saying, don't go. So he gets hit by a truck. He's not paying attention, right? His awareness wasn't up. So we got to know what it looks like so we can have the awareness to know what it is when we see it. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. And, and to sum up, let's start with a phrase. So if you take all of what you just talked about and you gathered it into one phrase, let's do two things. What would be your message to the world? And then expand and elaborate and summarize what that phrase means. Easy, Coach. Love and accept one another. And that means love and accept one another, period. Yeah. It doesn't matter what color their hair is, what color their eyes are, what color their skin is, what gender they are, how big their shoes are, what color shirt they're wearing. It doesn't matter. We are all spiritual beings on what we have already established is the only place in the universe where there's more stars than grains of sand on the planet, which my wife still can't wrap her mind around because there's a finite number of them, that we need to accept every fellow human being for who they are. And versus, versus, right? Judging, criticizing, being negative. Come on, come on, keep going, keep going. Listen, who cares? Who cares what color shoes they're wearing? Who cares what car they're driving? Who cares about any of that stuff? Because if their teeth are white or if their teeth are yellow, it doesn't matter. We all need the same things. We all need oxygen. We all need food. We all need water. And we all need love and acceptance. Man, if we could just love and accept one another and take this Ego, power gripping, hunger, just, oh, nothing that serves any good purpose. If we could just take that out and love and accept one another, hug, hug your fellow human being for the love of Peter, Paul, and Mary. Give each other a hug. We're humans. We need to touch. We need it, especially in these last crazy two plus years that we've had we need that it's very good very great message love and accept one another so thanks everybody who's been tuning in here on the coach b show and if you just joined us uh we're being broadcast from dash radio hollywood california on the dash radio app and then we are powered by island city media group both on radio, on the Coach V podcast, but also here on Facebook Live, if you're watching live right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are featuring Brother Isaac Naylor, serial entrepreneur. Uh, He comes from a a family who raced cars, who's been through tragedy, owned multiple businesses, uh, was in a business and an industry where his mom and he had to face some good old boy and uh, just some 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 elements of negativity and and judgment, and then has gotten to this place where he's not only a football coach anymore; he's also a father and a loving husband. And uh, but he's also now in the personal development and professional development. I will have all his details down below, where you can reach out to my man uh, via email. And professionally, currently, he's also doing. Um, uh, you know, and with a mortgage company where the dynamics of the industry in totality because of interest rates and inflation has just changed, but he's continuing to change. And so we're featuring his story here. So thank you for tuning in. And in this segment, we got about three to four minutes where I'm just going to put uh, Mr. Isaac Naylor on the Coach V hot seat. I, I will say a phrase or just ask a question, and then he will give us his uh, top-of-mind response. Coach Naylor, uh, I just flew into Boise, not Boise. I just flew into Boise, right? And then what's the top three places Coach V needs to pull up and get something to eat? What are the top three places, Coach Naylor? Oh, my gosh, Barbacoa. Oh, right there by the movie theater? Is it still by the Edwards Theater? 
No, barbacoa. The freeway. Where is it no, at? No, 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 barbacoa is down off of Park Center by the Red Robin. It's okay, next to the mall. No, 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 no. Off Park the connector. Down, down by Boise State. Okay, Boise State. It's called Barbacoa. Barbacoa. It is okay. money. So, okay. Uh, okay. I will also tell you, there's this little place. So I'm going to give you three kind of different things. One, that's a dinner. That's elegant. That's amazing. Okay. Okay. There's this little coffee shop in downtown Boise. Okay. Off like 10th and Main or something. It's called A Cafe. Cute little coffee shop. You go in there. They got a good little breakfast. The owner there, she's awesome. It's, it's a sweet little place. Okay. The letter A. Yeah. Cafe. A cafe. Yeah. Okay. Number three on the Coach V hot seat. What, okay. what's, we're talking foodie. Right. Number three is my favorite restaurant, best Chipotle chicken tacos in the valley. Okay, now there's a lot of different kinds of chicken tacos. Understand what I'm saying? The best Chipotle or creamy cilantro chicken taco in the <laughs> valley. Hands down, I eat there probably three to four days a week minimum. Okay. All, all my lunch appointments. And we're talking, this is a little hole-in-the-wall strip mall place. And my wife's like, you don't take professionals to this place. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I take professionals to this place, okay? It's called Fiesta Chicken. And I think you have Where's some- it at? Where's it at? Okay, there's one that's on, it's at the Old Wendy's, and it's on Orchard and Overland. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. Right across- Now we're street. talking over there by the freeway. Orchard yes. and Overland. There's okay. another one on Five Mile and Houston. Uh, over on the Meridian side. Okay, I'm going to give you one more here in just a second. I'm going to give you a bonus. Coach. Give me a bonus. A bonus. So, but this is what I order when I go in there, okay? I order the same thing every time. Two Chipotle chicken tacos with no tortilla. And then you go over to the other salsa bar. You put some pico, some lime with some green sauce. Oh, my gosh. Wash it down with some chips and lemonade. It's money. Okay. And then the next one, it might have been here back in the day when you were here. Tango's. It's a little empanada place. Argentina empanada place. It's off of Orchard and Emerald. Uh-huh. And then out Meridian. Tango's. T-A-N-G-O-S. Luis, they're awesome. They're amazing. So shout out. We are shouting out here on the Coach V Show in the 208 in the Treasure Valley, Barbacoa. A Cafe, uh, Fiesta Chicken, Fiesta and Chicken. Tango's. Yeah, now right. that Fiesta Chicken, you guys have like an uh, El Pollo Loco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's there's some sort of family relation there. I've been trying to get the rub sold in a bottle forever. The guy, he's like, I thought he, he, didn't, he gave me the evil <laughs> eye. He's like, no. So anyway, that's, for, that's, that's like for some of you Southern California folk. You come up here, you get the Fiesta Chicken. You're going to love it. Thank Coach Naylor. You're welcome. I love it. I love it. Uh, talk about three main factors for success. Determination, a willingness to see it through to the end. You're going to get a lot of pushback from the outside world, but you're going to have a lot of pushback from in here, Right. Oh, my gosh, can I do this? Is this really the road that I'm going down? Oh, my goodness, was my wife going to thank my mom? I did it. So you just got to be determined. You've got to be, I don't care what happens. We're going to make, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. so, determination. Okay. I think there's a couple of things in life that you can control. Your work ethic and your attitude. Hmm. So if you're determined and you have a true desire to succeed and you're willing to see it through the end, your success is imminent. So that true desire to succeed comes down to your work ethic and knowing what work to do because you can go be busy. And so was that three? Determination was one. Mm -hmm. what Attitude. Was two? Attitude was two. And effort or work ethic. You can control your attitude and your effort or your attitude and your work ethic. Those are basically the only two things within our control in life, no matter what happens. 
I'm always looking on the bright side of life. Thank you, Life of Brian, Monty Pythons, okay? I'll just tell you right now, that show had a huge impact on me. Always look on the bright side of life. No matter what, the world keeps turning, the sun keeps rising, and the sun keeps setting. So if you're in a state of mourning, be in that state. Feel it. That's the beauty of this human journey. We have these emotions and this cognitive thinking. That's what makes it so special. That's what's different than a dog, right? You go beat the dog. I'm not saying that I beat my dog, but if you go beat the dog, five minutes later, that dog comes to you with the tail wagon and wants your love. It doesn't, it lives the key. The lesson from the dog is living in the moment. Mm. Living in the present. You get your game plan, you put it together, you reverse engineer it. And now you go to work. What do I need to do? If I want to make a hundred, if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, make five phone calls a day. That's what my buddy Joe McKittis tells me. Five phone calls a day. Ask for the referral. Who's your favorite person? You know about this, that, and the other hundred thousand a year. I speak to realtors. I have a monthly mindset, motivation, and lead generation thing that I actually do with my buddy Joe McKittis. And uh, I tell them, if you're not making at least $125,000 a year, you should get out of the business because you're not even trying. That's right. That's right. That's shout out real. to Brother Joe, the yes, New Work Nation, and shout out to my boy as well, Joe McKittish, man. I, I had a chance because of you and and my boy, Will Green, to, to connect with him via Zoom. Man, we're going to do some work down there, right? Yes, we are going to do some work in the 208 in the future. In that, we got 30 seconds. Um, you talked about love and accept one another. You told us where to eat when we come to the Boise area 208. And you talked to us about determination, attitude and effort, work ethic and know what work to do. Let's do a send off 30 seconds. What's your final final on the Coach V show, brother Ned? With all of that said, the most important thing is to love and accept yourself. You can't love and accept others until you love and accept yourself. So there is only one you on this whole planet. Even if you're identical twins, there is still only one you. So you are very special and you have a mission and a purpose to be here. So love and accept yourself. Thank you for that. And to everyone who is tuning in, I'm going to have down in the description below uh, whether it is, if you're on the podcast, just just you could just go ahead and message me. I'll get you Coach Naylor's uh, information. If you're on YouTube, you could see it down in the description below. I'll have his email down there and how to be able to contact him. And if you're here on Facebook Live or on the Dash Radio Station, just connect with me and check me out on social media. I will have everything in terms of how to get a hold of Coach Naylor. Uh, to retain his services as a success slash life coach. Um, Joe McKittish, I got his digits as well. If you want to connect with the Do Work Nation, um, I'm connected with him as well. And I just want to thank Brother Isaac Naylor for taking the time in your busy schedule to park in a parking lot in between making that cheddar and doing your work out there in the 208 to come on the Coach V Show and share a bit. And for those of you that... Um, you know, we got the Las Vegas conference coming up in 2023. Uh, we have the Hawaii conference coming up in 2023. We also have um, uh, the San Diego conference coming up in 2023. You are going to be able to meet Isaac Naylor at my conferences. And then we're trying to lock down what we're going to be doing and when we're going to be doing the Empowerment to Success uh, conference in Boise, Idaho. Um, and we're going to be getting that done as well. So thank you for everybody to tuning in. Thank you, brother Isaac Naylor for coming on the show and bringing that wisdom and that juice, that vibe and that energy. Boy, I always appreciate about that about you since I met you in day one where you just fucking kept it real. You didn't yeah. give a shit what other people did. You know, other coaches that, you know, walk around and try to act all stern and chivalrous and shit like that. You are out there freaking with your backpack and your big old straw hat running yeah. the kids and freaking and you were just like me. And that's why I'm connected to you, because 
I do feel that being unapologetically and authentically you, be respectful, but like Coach Naylor's example in life, leadership, and business, I think that's real and it's such valuable things that we could deploy into the marketplace in life, leadership, and business that will attract what it is that we're pursuing as we become more effective and efficient in the pursuit of what it is that we want. So in that, thank you, Coach Naylor, for coming on the Coach V Show and everybody out there for tuning into this episode of the Coach V Show. Shout out to the Island City Media Group family that powers this show on Dash Radio. And it's not just for the sake of success that you tune into the show, but for me and Isaac Naylor, it is for the sake of you being your best. In doing so, you realize the best of your abilities and that everything and anything that you dream and work for do work, right? Coach, Coach said it, effort, work, and know what work to do and that you work for can be achieved. This is how your boy Coach Naylor and your boy Coach V lives, all about faith and family. Grateful for God's amazing grace. Until next month on Motivation Monday, thank you again to my boy, Coach Naylor, Island City Media Group. Tune in next month on Motivation right here on the Coach B Show. Peace.